It is Kill You With Truth's Chuckle at Pain with your guy, DMAC. Nate and Chad will join me in just a little bit. Like and subscribe if you can. We would appreciate it. Today, as we focus on the Broncos and the NFL, with the Combine coming up very shortly, this is going to be a fun show today as we dial in on Russell Wilson and his interview with... uh, with Brandon Marshall. Nate Jackson, good to see you, my friend. Pleasure. Pleasure's all mine, Darren. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. It was... Listen, I got to give Brandon Marshall some props here, okay, with the I Am Athlete. Let, let me just get your thoughts on what B. Marsh has done with this platform. What do you think overall with what he's done? Man, I I, I love it for him. I think that he has blossomed off the field in a way that I didn't see coming. And I don't think a lot of people saw coming. He's turned himself into quite a savvy media guy. I am athlete has become pretty successful, although I don't understand um, the the grammatical, um, like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to say I am an athlete or I mean, I am athlete. I want to help have him un- explain the title to me. But uh, shoot, man, you can't deny the access. You can't deny the production value. You can't deny the uh, the reach nope. they've had. Nope. You can't deny, you know, that sort of thing. So everyone who's creating a, a podcast <clears throat> would love that sort of no doubt. Know, no success. Doubt. And so I give props to Brandon. Yeah, he was a teammate of mine when he came into the league. And I don't know what it was, 2005 or six, maybe it was, whatever it was, man. He was a late pick, you know, and he yeah. was just a freak from day one physically. And uh, he had a potential Hall of Fame worthy career numbers wise. He just never won a playoff game, which is insane. insane. But the, the amount of catches and yards that dude had are Hall of Fame numbers. And so I'm, I'm happy for him. I saw him last uh, training camp when I was actually allowed to go to training camp. Uh, ah. And uh, and I saw him there. And uh, yeah, he's a good buddy. All right. Well, I think he's done a phenomenal job with it. And listen, there's a reason why the athletes do the the interview with Brandon. I mean, it's, you know, going to be friendly and comfortable. But that being said, I was impressed that B. Marsh went to certain areas with Russ during the interview. And I thought, and I'm, I'm fascinated to get your take on, on certain elements. I'll play some clips from it. And we'll see, is this legit or BS? We're going to start, actually, not this past year, but Russ's first year, here is Russ explaining his injury situation. I feel, you know what happened was, is last year I got my knee cleaned up. And, you know, I, I had to get knee surgery. And so I was, I was dealing with it all year last year, and then it was like, okay. And so then I was like, after the season, I was That's like. That's year hey, one in Denver. Yeah, one in Denver. Get yeah. traded from Seattle to Denver. Yep. And now we're in year I took one. A hit, I took a certain hit, and I was like, ah. But I just thought it was a knee bruise. You know, I, you know me, I'm, I'm old school. I'm going to play through anything, you right. know. And so then, you know, I had my lat, and then I had my knee. And don't so talk I, to me about the lat. Yeah. Please don't talk to me about the lat. What you mean? I told you as don't <laughs> play through the lat. You tore your lat, bro. I told you don't play through it. Yeah. I, I, the knee, I can't. You said, you said, you, I remember forget you called me. You said you need to go on IR because of the lat. I said, no, nah, I'm playing. Right. But. Did yeah. you feel pressure because. All right, let's break that down first. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Dave. What do you think? That's all legit, man. I mean, you don't understand what a player goes through. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see any any dishonesty or inconsistency with what he's talking about. What, what that shows us 
you in particular, not you, well, out of the two of us, you in particular, is that there's a lot of things that a player is dealing with that, that you don't get to know about, that right. you don't get to talk about, that he doesn't right. want to talk about. Like, like Russell said, he is old school. I believe him. He's going to play through anything he can. You know, his main goal is to get on the field and play. And so he'll push through any sort of injury to do so. Sometimes at the detriment of, of his team, if so, you know, you need a training staff and your coaches to be able to pull you back when you're not 100% or when you're taking more than you're giving out there. So, um, but um, absolutely, man, I, um, I feel for the guy playing through that stuff and getting judged as if he was healthy. Well, and listen to like when it all started. Stuff in, Se in Seattle and all that kind of stuff and battled and everything else. But this one was on my right shoulder. You know, and it was, you know, it happened, I think, in the Raiders game, fourth, you know, the fourth game of the year. Mm -hmm. I dove first down, got the first down, and I just landed funny. And it tore my whole lat, and I was like, oh, man, I, I may have to sit out, you know, but I was going to, you know, going to play, you know, play through it. And, you know, I think that part of it was, yeah, you know, you, you leave Seattle, come to Denver, you know, your, your first year there, you, you want to be able to play through stuff right. and be there on the field because, you know, I remember, like he said, you you should be sitting now. I, I just, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't an option. Right. You know. All right. Fourth game of the year. Hurts his lat. Brandon Marshall's telling him to not even play. Just sit out because, you know, that's a, is this legit? Is what do you this mean is it legit? First of all, before you answer that, props to you on the production today. You got clip styled up. <laughs> I, I, I got more to come. I got more to come. At home, listening or watching. There's no one else helping right now. D-Mac's doing this by himself. So what he's got queued up, whatever he's got under there that you can't see, man, you are learning a skill set that's going to serve you well later. Um, so, um, okay, so why is this – why are you asking if, if it's legit? Well, I'm not asking if it's – I guess I'm asking because it was such a lousy season in year one. Yeah. Um, should we be more aware or more forgiving of year one because he did – have this injury. And if he had this injury, it begs another question. How tough is he, which is looking supremely tough, right, to get through something like that? But why were the Broncos not letting him get healthy? So, so is, I guess that's where I'm going. Like, is this legit? I mean, if it was so bad, why was he even out on the field? We certainly saw Aaron Rodgers go down after the fourth play, never mind the fourth game. I mean, why were they pressing so hard? Especially especially with the guy, Nate, that they had so much invested in. You ask a lot of questions there, and, um, you know, I'm going to try to try to unfold a little bit of that. So everyone's sort of complicit when it comes to something like this. Number one, Russell. Okay, he gets traded, and, 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 and the Broncos give up a lot to get him. And there's a lot of conjecture as to whether or not, you know, they should Seattle should let him go and this and that. And there's, you know, am I worth it? Oh, you don't want me anymore. I'm going to go prove you guys wrong in the new place. And then the new place gives up so much to get this guy. And then they give him a new contract before the season ever starts. You have to understand the burden uh, that's on Russell to prove that he's worth that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to drag his cold dead body off the field because he wants to prove all the doubters wrong and prove all, of his new friends, right? That they gave him all this money and put all this trust and faith in him. That's number one. Number two, um, you're asking, you know, should, could, should the Broncos have let him be out there again? You know, if he says he's good to go and he says, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm if your star player, your highest paid player says, I'm good, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Well, what are you going to do? You tell him no. Mm -hmm. Like if Russell's saying I'm good to go, 
I'm good. I can do this. And that's by all accounts, based on that interview and clearly by the results on the field, he was out there. So he was, he, he told him he was fine. And he went out there. Look, every NFL player is dealing with similar stuff to what he's talking about. You know, sometimes a quarterback gets turned into this warrior figure when everyone else is doing, going through the same stuff, the same sort of breadth of injuries, the same struggles to stay on the field. Um, the quarterback has the, the target on him. And so everyone sees that and knows that. Um, those particular injuries he's talking about, a knee. Uh, I agree with Brandon. You know, you, you can you can dial back your scrambling and play with a with a with a bruised knee. But the lat was that on his throwing shoulder too? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's where you sort of start of go into the the area of okay. We know you're tough, okay. Right. But but at what point are you hurting your team by by doing the old like I'm going to be out there at all costs thing? Right. You are a quarterback. You throw with your right arm. If your right lat is torn, that's going to be a problem for you with accuracy, with with fatigue, with just your ability to lead from the pocket. And maybe you turn down throws that you see are there because you don't feel like you can make those throws, but the guy's wide open, and that's what you practiced all week. So there could have been some of that stuff happening. But he also probably wanted to save Nathaniel Hackett's job. Um, and, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of emotion involved there that's not just pragmatic. All right, Brandon Marshall gets into, good for B. Marsh with Russ, gets into what was going on with the injury settlement. So they go through where they're one and five, and then you hear, well, you know, then we got it going, then we won. So here is uh, Russell Wilson talking to Brandon Marshall about that whole scene with the pay cut. We beat them. and All right, with the injury guarantee reduction, so, or whatever it is, not the pay cut. Not we the beat them. Cut. I was like, well, that's a fast clip there. I yeah, here we go. Here, 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 here we go. We here. beat them. And uh, as you mentioned, that's when, as you mentioned earlier, that's when I got that call. And I was like, I'm confused what's going on. And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this, this can't be real. And I got that call that, hey, we're going to bench you for the next nine games if you, know, you don't change the injury guarantee. So for me. But to be clear here, they, it's, it's not, they don't want to bench you because of play. They're saying they're benching you because they want you to take out the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want, they, yeah, they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, that they don't have to pay it. But that's- okay, so we know that story. It's, it's interesting to hear him confirm it, that that's what was going on. But they go into bigger detail. Russ goes into bigger detail about this process. Now, this is interesting because this feels a little bit new about what happened after that pressure was put on Nate and how the pressure, I guess, was taken off. Because Frank Gore, everything in their knee. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees, too, as well. And so it, it was it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said, hey, we're, we're going to bench you, we're going to bench you, I said, all right, that, that's what you want to do. Bro, that's like extortion. Yeah. Uh, how, like, you got the NFL PA involved attorneys involved like obviously well, like, I, I didn't want to but then then they kept saying it all the way throughout the week so then you know my agent talked to the nflpa the nflpa called me to ask you know and then they they talked to the nfl the nfl was like this can't you can't this is illegal you can't do this and so then you know all the way throughout saturday so i was just like sitting here i didn't know if i was going to play the following week. we had monday night football against the Buffalo Bills the following week. So I'm like, am I going to play? Am I not? Like, So so so, like, so you got Russell Wilson in his camp, and then you got the Denver Broncos, everybody looking at each other. Who's going to make the first move? You going to sign? You gonna take it? No, I, I wasn't going to do it. He I wasn't going to blink? No shot. I ain't, doing that. <laughs> I ain't taking my injury guarantee. Away. So now I'm sitting there like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. So then the whole week, all the way, and I get back on Monday, I still don't know necessarily what's going to happen. 
And uh, on, that, on that Monday, that's when I meet with Sean. And Sean's like, hey, don't forget like nothing happened. We're just, you're going to play this week against Buffalo. We got a big game against Buffalo. You got to go win on Monday Night Football. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> At this time. All right. I, all right. I, I, I feel like we need to sort of read between, not, not read between the lines, but explain a couple things. The week he's talking about, Nate, was the bye week. And he was on vacation and so was Sean Payton. And the conversation about this whole thing started with the agent and the Broncos folks. So when he talks about we got back on Monday, that's after the bye week. And that's the first time that um, Sean Payton had the chance to talk to Russell Wilson. This is where I think this thing got kind of botched in the first place, that this wasn't more of a face-to-face thing with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson looking at each other and having a conversation in the first place. I just want to make that clear. So the next time they saw each other, that's when that conversation about, no, you're good to go. Don't worry about it. Brandon Marshall says, was that extortion? And what we're talking about is the injury guarantee that would give him $37 million, something like that, for 2025. Not his salary for 2024, but his salary for 2025. And Russ says he was standing up for NFL players. A lot to unpack there. But what's your overall take on what you just heard? I got to side with Russell on this part of it, um, simply because players do get fucked over a lot because of their injuries. Like I was, you know, this is this is the polar opposite type of comparison. But when a player does have leverage like Russell has and is able to get details in his contract that protect him from an injury, absolutely, that's great. And you don't backpedal and sign that away just because they threaten you to, to get benched. When I was a, a rookie... I had a split in my contract. You know what a split is yes. in the contract? Yep. If, if you get hurt, they cut your contract in half. Right, right. They, they, cut, they not only, yeah. And, and so not only that, but the, the year before that, I had to sign a waiver to even get into camp with the 49ers, dislocated the same shoulder in camp, and I got cut. And I had to spend that first year, what would have been my rookie year, out of football, living at home with my mom and dad, getting shoulder surgery, the shoulder that popped because of football done by their insurance and going to some like you know mom and pop rehab spot where they're rehabbing old old ladies who fell mm-hmm. like and it was just me like hey i'm going to the nfl guys they're like yeah right what are you doing here so the, the, they like to fuck over guys who get hurt um and 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 because the injuries are so frequent in the nfl any player who finds leverage in that regard should use it so i, I appreciate what he did in in, in, in that regard <laughs> i just said regard twice re, three times now um but um when you said Sean Payton should have a face to face with him about it, it doesn't seem like a Sean Payton type of conversation. Like this is not Sean Payton, Sean Payton's territory. This is contractual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Sean Payton probably, you know, was involved in these discussions as far as what he thinks of Russell as a player. But when it comes to the money, when it comes to the details of the contract, that's not Sean Payton, and he shouldn't be calling Russell to ask him about to take a pay cut or to change a clause in his contract. That should be George Payton, right? Sean Payton should be the football guy. And so I agree that it might've been botching from a communication standpoint, but I don't believe that Sean Payton should have been the point front man or the point man when it comes to telling Russell, he's got to change that. There's some, been some points of contention, I think. And I, I think Mike Kliss tried to clarify it with a tweet about a couple of things that he um, wanted to add some detail to. One of them was that although Russell said the NFLPA thought it was, 
illegal. The NFL looked into it and said it was not. Right. And so there was right. two sides to that story. Of course, you know, there always are. Um, what was the other thing he said? Oh, yes, that Russell did not get a call from directly from the team to tell him that i guess it was his agent right that's told right him that. that's right mark so was his agent talking to george and george telling him look this is what we want and then the agent going back and so you're right not a lot of communication there but this was about money not about football you know and so there is that separation there that creates some gray area that can lead to some hurt feelings well it became football if we're benching you that's football like if you're if that that was the threat or at least that was the perceived threat I, I do think one of the strange issues of this whole story came because they were on a bye week and, and people just weren't around. And so, yes, you're right that this essentially is a contractual sort of situation that Sean Payton doesn't have to be there. But the problem was if this stuff is happening behind the scenes on a Tuesday night, the two of them are not seeing the, each other on a Wednesday morning. They're not because they're gone. Everybody's gone. So just, and there perhaps was language that was maybe misinterpreted so that when Sean Payton got back, it's reasonable to say, oh my God, forget about all that. Don't worry about it. You're good to go with us. So I, I just think some things were just not handled as well as possible. That being said, here's Russell Wilson winning games with the team, having probably still some sort of, well, he's probably feeling better. This is year two. The injuries theoretically are good. A lot of drama, and he was not sharing this with anybody but Cortland Sutton. He was the only person that Russell Wilson said he talked to. And I'm playing this just for you here because it's about being a pro. I still got to be a professional in the midst of it all. I got to be a pro. You better than me. Y'all go I, back. Y'all put on the footage from when I was in Denver, and they talk about hitting me with conduct detrimental. But, <laughs> About 10 balls punted over the fence. What? <laughs> you better than me. Boy, you be a pro. Be a pro. You, but go ahead. That's why you who but you. I, but I got to be a pro. I got to be a leader. I, it's about the team. I just played that for you about Brandon Marshall and the kick and the footballs and all of that. So um, I know you got a good re- I assume you have a good relationship with B. Marsh, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Brandon's a very emotional guy. Yeah. Um, he, he runs hot. And the, that the, what he was speaking of is I was gone by then. That was Josh McDaniel's territory. That's when he right. was in the process of one by one burning every talisman <laughs> to the ground there in Denver and getting rid of every, <clears throat> every young offensive player who had any skill that he was intimidated by right. or who reminded him of the holdover. But 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 I got to I got to respect also what Russell's saying there yeah. and trying to you know bring his professionalism to work and not let that stuff get in the way. Uh, that said, he's, <clears throat> you know. Part of it is, I think, out of respect for the rest of the guys who would never have to deal with those problems. We're talking about $37 million here, right? Mm-hmm. And and the rest of the guys in the locker room won't make 10% of that for their entire career. Okay? Right. So, right. so, so, so for you to make a, a big deal about it in the locker room, about these, these this $40 million that they're trying to fuck around with you, about when you already have a couple hundred million and you're going to go for a couple. So I think that's the right thing to do, the right way to go about it. To And I think Russell's ethos when it comes to being one of the guys is is right on. I, I think that he understands the sacrifice that everyone else makes. That's why he talks about playing at all costs. That's why he talks about playing through the injuries. That's why he lays himself out on the line like that. I think he does that. He respects the physicality and the short tenure of everyone else around. And so he's not going to make that an issue in the locker room. All right, this is interesting because now 
we go to where we are now. And Russ, and it's I'm, I'm going to gauge your BS meter about how truthful he is about wanting to be still a Denver Broncos. Are you still obsessed with that? I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. Hold on. The, you, want, you can go back to Denver, bro? I can go back there. You can play with Coach Payton again? Yeah. I mean, Coach Payton been to one Super Bowl, won it. You've been to two Super Bowls. I mean, you, you, you sure about that? <laughs> For me, it's about winning. About winning. Over the next five years, I want to win two. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. So, you know, yeah, I want, I want to go back to Denver. I hope, I hope I get to go back. You know, I, I'd love to go back, to be honest with you. i got amazing teammates. Like I said, guys like Cortland, guys like Tim Patrick, um, guys like, you know, uh, Garrett Bowles and just different guys I've gotten to play with. Javante. Where are you going to live, though, Russ? Your house is going to be sweet. My house ain't for sale. That, that you can't Wait, that, no, what you talking about? <laughs> I go on Instagram right now to say Russell Wilson's house is for sale. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's not for sale. It's not on the market right now. People, people think that I'm out of there. But, you know, maybe I am. But no matter what, like, I, I love to go back, you know. But, you know, I, I committed there. You know, I committed to be there. All right, Nate. Oh, my God. So you that, get- was hard. that was hard to listen to right there. Yeah. Why? Bit. Why was it hard to listen? Uh, because, you know, R- Russell's relentless positivity is, is, is running up against the reality of the situation there. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's... <clears throat> He, he probably knows it's not right or best for him to go back there, but he's not going to say that for the same reason that he's talking about playing through injury and, and always, you know, being positive. And so, so he might not know it's not the best fit there. He might not know that, or he might know that it's not the best fit. He might know that his, his time there should be over. He might not, he might know that he hates Sean Payton or doesn't really like playing with him, but he's, he, his positivity won't allow him to say that stuff. He's like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll go back there. You know, there's guys on the team that I love, guys like uh, Cortland. And uh, who else is on that team again? Uh, he had a hard time coming up with players. <clears throat> so um, his house may or may not be on the market. Um, so looks like he's going to have to accept that maybe he is better off somewhere else. But I think ultimately he knows that anything can happen. The Broncos might be in a position where they do bring him back because they have no other options, right? And in in that case, he doesn't want to burn any bridges. Okay. Um, Even Brandon Marshall, though, and I'll give B-Marsh props because he's saying with a little shrug and a nod and kind of like, come on, man, really? You can play with Sean Payton? What he's saying there is you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, there's there's no way after everything that you've been through because – He's been through stuff like that himself. And like you said, Brandon's a, an emotional guy and there's just, there's just no way. And through the majority of this interview, which I found really interesting and, and good and Russ sounded like a human when it got to that stuff, when it got to real stuff, I felt Russ just going back into sort of robot mode, e- even with uh, obviously a friend of his and Brandon Marshall. What is he supposed to say, D-Mac? I mean, he cannot burn that bridge right now. He okay. just absolutely can't. All right, all right, that's fine then. And so, this, is a, this goes back to his professionalism, right? Yeah. He's trying to be professional about the situation that is still in limbo. 
He's still a member of the Denver Broncos. He's still got a locker there. He's still got his house here, you know, and so so he cannot go scorched earth on anybody. And he probably wouldn't ever anyway, because that's not his his style. Even if he moves on and goes to Pittsburgh, Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. And in two years, hoist that Lombardi trophy. He's not going to burn Sean Payton. He's going to talk about how it was part of his journey and he loves everybody he's met along the way. Like, that's just who he is. Right. All right. One more. Brandon Marshall actually pulls his phone up and goes, well, here are the odds like where you're going. Which <laughs> is an interesting move. He goes like betting odds. He goes uh, Pittsburgh, New England, Atlanta, um, and here's what Russ says in terms of. Now this is a good question. I'm, I'm glad Brandon asked him that. Where would you like to go of those top, you know, picks? Where would you, what's number one? Well, I would put Denver one because I'm there right now. It's just you know, and uh, you know, I, I think you have to have the ability to compartmentalize, which we've shown. Well, there you go. Denver number one. And because I'm Marshall, there because I'm there right now. Right? You look at Brandon Marshall's reaction like here's Russ, Brand, uh, uh Denver number one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what was he gonna get? Rush is very polished. He's not gonna take the bait on that one. Right, 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 um, right, right. But um but he's he's understands that the end could be nigh here in Denver and he's, uh, but he's not gonna jump the gun. I mean, he's gonna let his agent take care of that stuff and um, let the behind the scenes conversations take place. He's very polished and he's, but I would imagine he wants to go to Pittsburgh, play for Mike Tomlin. Okay. Why do you think Russ did this interview? Which is obviously the most, he's got the new haircut. He looks good. He looks fit. Um, you know, he looks cool. Looks like he's got a nice house there. And I assume they're in San Diego right now. Um, even though the fire's going, I think they're probably in San Diego. Um, Rancho why, do Santa think, Fe, man. why do you think he did it? um well number one it's 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 refreshing to talk to a a peer yeah in a media setting um it's, it doesn't feel like an interview it feels more like a conversation you could be yourself you can have an actual real conversation with people who have been through what you've been through and understand the dynamics in play and aren't going to try to set you up and make you look stupid or anything like that um and so i think there's a comfort level there with russell and brandon marshall clearly they're friends i think they've trained together in the past i know when i was talking with brandon couple training camps ago brandon's a friend of russell he was out there do you remember the infamous camp russell like um photo yeah out in rancho santa fe with all the receivers that had gone out there to, to train well brandon was out there with him and so um brandon's been a part of russell's off seasons and his mm -hmm. process and for, for quite a while now i think they spent a a year together in Seattle or something like that. I they did. They were there for a minute. Yeah. So, so they've been friends for over a decade, right? Yeah. Yes. And so, so imagine all the things that Russell has wanted to say, all the things that he's kept yeah. bottled up and hasn't had the, the sort of setting media wise to be able to do it in a relaxed way where it's not, where there isn't some seasoned journalist ready to follow up with something and get him on going on something every time, you know, who can kind of like do it the way Brandon did in a very, very conversational uh bro type of way so i think that uh that's why he did it and i think that speaks to why you know pat mcafee is so successful why there's platforms for brandon uh marshall and things like and like the i don't know the kelsey brothers podcast i've never seen that but there's but there's guys who can talk who mm -hmm. played the game allow players to warm up to them a whole lot better than seasoned journalists who they don't trust and they've and they've been conditioned not to trust does this make you any more sympathetic towards Russell Wilson? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, because because he because he he doesn't talk. We don't hear from through the media about 
what he's doing or what he's thinking. We just get conjecture and we get, you know, we get hearsay and we get different sides of it, but Russell is very professional and he's not going to throw anyone under the bus. Um, I think the play, you know, the most important thing to me, I don't, I don't, I never had a problem with Russell. We're talking about football is about what you do on the field. That's it. That's really it. I mean, I don't, I think he's probably an awesome locker room guy. I think he's a nice guy. I met him once. I shook his hand. He's a great guy. He's got big hands. So well, whatever. Like he's a nice dude. Right. So it's about right. Right. can you help can you lead your team to victory? I think there's an interesting thing going on here in Denver, though, with quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning left. We have been looking for a, a replacement for Peyton, and it's mm-hmm. just never happened. It has and and before that, we were looking for a replacement for John Elway, and that oh. never fucking happened. And until until Peyton came along, no one was good enough. And then ever since Peyton left, no one's been good enough. Well, at some point, like here's what's going to be really interesting: if Russell does leave and he does find success somewhere else, we are going to have to all look at ourselves in the mirror and realize it's us. It's our fault. Something's mm. going on here. It's not the guys who are coming here that are fucking up and aren't good enough. It's us. It's the standard we're creating. It's the energy around them. It's the air that's being sucked out of the room because of this conversation that's leading to poor quarterback play in this city, or at least something that we cannot get behind. Uh, I'm really interested. I hope Russell leaves. I hope he goes somewhere else. And I hope he finds success. And I hope we can finally exercise the demons here and figure out what the fuck is going on. Well said, my man. Fun episode. Uh, was, uh, we break down Russell Wilson with Brandon Marshall. I thought it was one of the more revealing things he's done. I think he does end up in some of his Russell Wilson cliches, but I think you saw Russ more as a human than, frankly, any other time he's been here in Denver. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was pretty solid overall. And the end of the interview has Brandon Marshall laying down on the floor asking Russ to join him laying down on the floor. <laughs> Doing what? You'll have to watch <laughs> I Am Athlete to find out exactly why. So there you go. I'm helping promote Brandon's thing, which doesn't need my help, that's for sure. But right on, Nate. Good stuff. Good stuff. We uh, kill you with truth and chuckle at pain. And Russell Wilson, we'll see what's next. <laughs>